Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 14, where we're discussing Homecoming from season 1 of Lost. Charlie. Lucy. Made a mistake. You made a mistake. My father's sales manager comes here to my house to return a cigarette case that the EMTs pulled from your suit pocket at the bloody hospital. And it still smells of your sick. Oh, you meant to, Charlie. You meant to from the start. You're a liar. I believed you and you lied. I thought you wanted to. You said. You selfish bastard! Lucy, if I can just explain... Just tell me one thing, and don't you dare lie to me. I get why you pretended to like me. I understand why you stole. Because you're a junkie. But I don't understand why you took the job. Why did you take the job, Charlie? I guess I... I wanted to be respectable. I wanted you to think that I could take care of you. You'll never take care of anyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 14th episode of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And we are happy to have you all with us to discuss the homecoming episode from Lost Season 1, a Charlie-centric episode. And let's jump right into it. Uh, First thing I had was, um, you know, obviously Claire is back at the camp. And, Mm -hmm. you know, once she finally wakes up, uh, we find out that she doesn't remember anyone, even Charlie. She has no memory from after the crash. What did the others slash Ethan do to her during those two weeks that caused her to completely forget what happened? Yeah, I, I, this kind of like, I don't know, it, it freaked me out because, <laughs> you know, he, he, I'm expecting Claire to wake up and... You know, and she's gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, you won't believe what I saw." Uh-huh. You know, and get some answers. Yeah, once. yeah, yeah. And of course, they. She wakes up. She's screaming. She's like, "Yeah, who are you?" You know, yeah. to everybody, and and, right. and they're all like freaking out. And mm-hmm. and uh, she's she like you said, she can't remember anything. Her last memory is when before they crashed. Right. You know, and I was trying to think to myself like, I mean, well, they got some kind of like mind eraser, you know, right. going on. I mean, like, how do you? Is this something? due to the trauma she's you know Uh undergone or it seems to me very strategically that she only remembers up until the point where she was on the plane Mm -hmm. nothing past that at this point and it was like how could they do that how how did they have enough control to go back to a certain point 
Right. And I think know? that's what's so interesting is it really creates us a true fear of these others. Yeah. They and, have a lot know, of control. It's like, yeah, it's it's no longer just scary to imagine them coming and abducting you. It's like right. they can really mess you up. Yeah, definitely. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's really disconcerting, too, because you do expect, you know, Claire to be so happy to be back with everyone yeah. and safe again. And yet she doesn't remember anything. And it's like really puts everybody on edge. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, the last thing you wanted to hear when she woke up was her screaming, you know. You wanted her to be comforted that she was mm-hmm. back. I, there was something that happened right after that with Son and Jen that I thought was really odd. I wrote that down okay. as well. Son and Jen are, are talking about Claire, you know, and uh, Jen asked her a couple of questions about Claire. You know, is the, the baby okay? Is she okay? You know, then he asks her if the baby is okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, son pauses for a moment, you know, and finally says, I'm sure the baby is fine. Mm-hmm. But after that, there's a really odd exchange of glances. Like, you know, there's something going on or she's ashamed or it was really, really odd. And I've never noticed it before. Yeah. I actually wrote it down and, and what I thought she said, then it, I, I thought I picked up that she just said the baby's okay. You know, like she knew something about the baby. Like she, mm-hmm. like it, it was, was very uh, weird look. Like she had some kind of either, like you said, shame or she had some mm-hmm. kind of idea that the baby was fine right. or there was some, she picked up on a weirdness going mm-hmm. on with the baby. Um, but it, that was the first time I ever saw son, uh, have that type of look. And, mm-hmm. and the fact that son and Claire had this little, exchange yeah. you know well to me it was more about son and jen like oh yeah it was yeah. clear that the it was the exchange was all about them yeah there was a moment where it was just it was kind of even odd yeah they were kind of removed but they were having their own little side thing going on mm-hmm. over here yeah so yeah i mean obviously we don't know enough yet to know what the heck that's about but yeah i thought that was really interesting yeah i wrote it down as well because it <clears> definitely <throat> kind of threw me for a loop um you know charlie tries to delicately rekindle you know, Claire, he and Claire's relationship, mm-hmm. you know, even though she doesn't remember him at all. That's awful for I, him. Yeah. I made a note of that. And especially in light of, you know, he read her diary and knows, yeah. you know, how she felt yeah. and how, how crushing that would be to like go from, you know, that point to being at the point now where she really doesn't have any clue who he is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Charlie, you know, you can tell that he was just devastated, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, he, he's like, you don't remember anything, you know? And yeah, it's, he's <laughs> just totally, I'm, I'm sure just broken up inside for one. He, he's had to be ecstatic just to have her back. Right. You know, mm-hmm. his good old friend, you know, then that they were, and then he knows this inside story that he's, she does kind of like him and mm-hmm. growing fond of him, but then have it to all just be taken away, right. you know? I mean, but of course too, I mean, I get the sense that he really likes her a lot. Oh yeah. He may actually, you know, enjoy that process of recreating that relationship. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that gives him another opportunity to just to be, you know, her right hand man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So in another character bit here, we see uh, Charlie in a flashback trying mm-hmm. to find ways to make money so he can support his drug habit. Um, he starts up a relationship with a girl who happens to have a wealthy family yeah. and plans to steal from her family to get some money. Um, <clears throat> though he ends up falling for her, he you know still decides to steal from her father, um, and she ends up finding out and ends the relationship. Yeah. I mean, this is just another like, awful, awful. <laughs> I mean, there's... There's some moments in these episodes that you just feel so bad for for 
the people. I the mean, victims you, of been, their yeah, past. Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely. like this girl. This you know, she really just gave you know whatever she could to Charlie and mm-hmm. tried to help him. Even the family, the dad. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like yeah. he accepted him in and gave him this position, and and um, they were really just loving to him. And right. Charlie was so messed up that he he screwed it up, mm-hmm. you know. And I felt bad for Charlie too because I it just shows the depths of his sickness, right. you know. And I liked the the dinner scene too, where he was sitting with her family having yeah. dinner, and it really was the first time we see, you know, Charlie's past with the drive shafts and all of that wasn't yeah. necessarily as glorious as he's made it out right. to be. Right, exactly. You know, um, really, we find out that the band is you know Gone. on a bit of a hiatus. Yeah. You know, since his brother Liam, the singer in the band, had just you know had a daughter. Right. Um, he clearly wasn't too happy about it, and you know didn't seem to think the hiatus was temporary. You know, as they haven't been together for a year, and but it's like you know we start to see the fall of Charlie really like where he goes from the being this big rock star to being nothing where he's having to find ways to make money to support his habit. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that I, that picked up during that little exchange you were talking about, about the dinner table and, and him talking about, uh, you know, the band drive shaft is that he actually says that him and his brother are having some, they hadn't spoke They are having yeah, some royalty ro- issues. Yeah. Royalty issues. Right. And I was like, that's the first time that I've seen, uh, outside of you know the the drug issue that mm-hmm. him and his brother had any other issues, but right. there was some even outside of that there was some money things going on, and I immediately thought, well, his brother's probably not painting because he knows he's a junkie, yeah. and he doesn't want to you know mm-hmm. continue let help him continue his habits. So, sure, yeah. but there's some real issues. Just Charlie's kind of alone, mm-hmm. you know, just not even really kind of he is alone. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and uh, the next thing I had was that. You know, Ethan shows up again and tells Charlie that he wants Claire back. Freaky. So she's definitely escaped. Oh yeah. You know, it wasn't she wasn't let go. Um, you know, Char- Charlie tries to put up a fight. You know, but Ethan seems to be abnormally strong. Oh yeah. Like picks him up by his throat. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely something there. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's also got scratch scratch marks on his face. Yeah, I noticed um, that. He tells Charlie that if he doesn't bring Claire to him, he'll kill one of the survivors each day until Charlie finally brings her to him. Yeah, definitely. I, I was, I mean, I saw him, well, I heard the little noise mm-hmm. yeah, and I was like, okay, something's going to happen. Cause I, every time I hear a noise, I assume something's yeah. going to happen and lost. <laughs> so, and then Jen gets knocked out by this rock, right? you know, yep. and then you think, oh, okay, Charlie's gonna get hit by something too. But mm-hmm. then out comes you know, um, the, uh, Ethan, and he picks him up by his throat and tells him this. And I, I mean, then he says, and we know Ethan from the past is a man of his word. Mm-hmm. You know, if he says he's going to kill somebody, he's going to yeah. kill somebody, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, so I just, I, I kind of thought, again, how in the world did Claire escape? You know, mm-hmm. you see these scratch marks on his face, but right. she still seems to be a little you know, woman with, you know, a baby, you know, about to be born. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It just, and and he's very upset the fact that she's gone, you know? So do you think there was anything to, you know, him knocking Jen out? Um, Do you think it was just because he didn't want to have to contend with two people at once? And, you know, he was really strong, but not strong enough for two guys at once, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, (laughs) it's, I, I kind of assumed that he didn't want to, he, his business was with Charlie. 
That's know. true. Yeah. And, and he also, I mean, Jen can't speak English anyway. Yeah. So I was like, what well, help? Here you got to be. That would have been a really yeah. confusing situation. You go get girl. You know, yeah. It's just. Uh, girl get now. Yeah. So I, I think it was his business with Charlie. He knocks out Jen to even just clear him out of the picture. And, you know, um, we know Jen's kind of somewhat of a <clears throat> uh, fighter himself. So, right, right. You know, I don't know. I mean, he had something to do with that as well. Okay. Are you ready to go deep? Let's do it. Okay. Here's, here's a mystery. Um, that may be nothing, but man, it just slapped me in the face. So Charlie meets up with Ethan. Mm-hmm. He has this, you know, conversation, finds out that he needs to start bringing, you know, he needs to bring Claire to Ethan. Right. The phrase, the others was used many, many times after that scene. Yeah. In reference to the survivors. Yep. You know, Charlie is telling Locke about Ethan's threat. And yep. Locke says, calm down, Charlie. We don't want the others to get upset. Yep. Charlie responds by saying, forget the others, he's out there. Then it cuts to a scene right after that with Sun and Jen talking about, or they're talking and Sun says, maybe the others understand. Mm -hmm. To which Jen responds, the others? I was attacked because of what they've done. Right. Right after that, we go to a scene with Charlie and Claire and Claire says, the others are avoiding me. No Mm -hmm. one will talk to me. Yep. There seems to be a theme going on. I mean, it may just be that, you know, now that we've heard this phrase, the others from Danielle, it like perks our ears up every time we hear it. Uh, I think it was but a little But that was like overused. four scenes yeah, up in a row. There's a little overuse where, there. Yeah, and it's almost like there's this situ, you know, issue, you know, situation going on to where they're trying to make a comment about the relationships between the survivors. Yeah. Like every, it's kind of every man for himself. Yep. And you know, to each person on that island, everybody else is another. Another, yeah, exactly. So I thought that was just awesome. That's again something I've never noticed until this time. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the other sense. I just said, see, I'm saying myself. Maybe I'm in on this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, no. But the other time that I heard this, uh, that kind of made me think was when the, uh, the French lady mm-hmm. she had said watch out for the others. Right. They're, you're, they're the people with you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it does seem like that there's this, all the while I've been casting the others as the other people outside right. of this group. Yeah. But now it's like, it's almost like that whole idea that their own people could turn on them. Yeah. Like the whole French lady thing is kind of yeah. coming full effect. You like know? until now we've been, we've been splitting everybody up into two groups, yeah. the survivors and the others. Yeah. But they're kind of turning that on its head and, and they're looking at it more from an individual's point of view. Exactly. You know, in terms of, you know, you and me, everybody else is another. That's right, yeah. And it's it's just an awesome way that they've they're kind of playing with that phrase and really making you wonder what's going on. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And like you said, you know, Danielle made the comment to Saeed, you know, watch out for the others, you know, in your camp. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's something going on, and they've definitely done a great job of, of really making you nervous about that phrase. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for the first time though, you do start seeing that each person's obviously their their intentions are them. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and that's a dangerous thing, right? Uh, in this situation, so and it's almost like that's what this island is trying to teach all of them. Yeah, uh-huh. is not to be so self oriented. Right. But uh, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll probably have to come back to that later on in a different episode. But okay, we have uh, this is a mystery for me. It may just be one of those stupid things that they just didn't do a great job of writing it out. But 
you know, Ethan somehow gets to their portion of the beach from the water right. without being detected. Uh huh. You know, how the heck <laughs> could, he, could he do that? Uh, and how did he get away? I mean, you know how hard it is to walk quickly through water? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, this guy, yeah. I could just picture him kind of trudging along in the water and then yeah. they all tackle him, you know, but no, he's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. I mean, to me, it was like, it seems to me as, uh, well, a couple of things here. First, you know, Boone falls asleep, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then the trap goes off because they had set up this perimeter right. around. Mm-hmm. We can you know say that as well is that he had set this perimeter up so because they had decided that they weren't going to give up Claire mm-hmm. and that they were going to set up uh, these booby traps and a perimeter at both sites so that if uh, Ethan tried to come in, right. they would know. Well, as you've said, you know, he somehow comes in through the water. But see, their focus wasn't to the water at all. So they were all worried about the island. And I, I just assumed it was dark, darkish, you know, or at least right. early morning where he wouldn't have been able to be seen nearly as easy. And plus it just points back to this dude's like Navy SEAL, you mm. know, I mean, he's like in and then gone, you know. Right. Um, so it was, it was, it was scary because, you know, this man, he came in and took took one of them without them even knowing it. Yeah, and well, and for him to escape back in the water, I mean, it's it's really creepy. It's like, you know, maybe once the guy got underwater, he transformed into like some weird underwater creature and was it's able gone. to swim miles, you know, underwater yeah. without them seeing him. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's what's happening. No, it's it's really creepy to think about him coming in like plain daylight and plain sight from yeah. the water. Oh, he's yep. not scared. That's <clears throat> right. for sure. I mean, it just kind of made you think like he was going to get mm-hmm. what he wanted no matter what. Right. And they did make a comment about, you know, Scott or Steve. I forget which guy it was. It was Scott Steve. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Scott Jackson. Uh, that, you know, all of the bones in his hands were I know. broken. And so gruesome. They gave detail, like more detail than I thought was expected and almost like they were trying to hint at how he had been killed or something and yeah. make you wonder you know, how in the world that would be possible. Well, yeah, I mean, it was like, why that much? You uh-huh. know, I mean, the, I guess it just points to the fact that, I mean, this Ethan dude is psycho, yeah. you know, and <laughs> he didn't just kill him. I mean, he mutilated him, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I don't know if it didn't, doesn't imply that he was alive while these bones are being broken. Right. But, you know, you think of it, if he wasn't dead before he mutilated him like this, I mean, he made it sure that putting through a lot of pain right. before mm-hmm. killing him. Right. You know, so that, I don't know. Just when I heard that, I was like, wow, freak, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, well, what else did you have in the episode? Um, I had the, um, Charlie's first day at work. Um, going back to him a little bit. Um, we see him trying to make that situation work, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then we see that it just doesn't work and we find out that Charlie ended up stealing from them and, right. and, uh, the, the scene that you actually had played for the beginning, mm-hmm. um, was such a hard, you know, thing to hear, um, for, for me to hear on his part, because, uh, she says, you know, you can never get, right. you know, take care of me, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, and, um, once again, it points back to him taking care of Claire to me, right? You know, mm-hmm. and he and that's kind of gives him another reason why he was felt so bad, right, for her being taken. And you know, yeah. he told her, you know, I'm you know, I'm gonna take care of you, 
right? It really makes you wonder, you know, if if his relationship with that girl was a model of, of what's going to happen with Claire. Right. And it kind of creates this, you know, situation where Charlie has to to really stay off the heroin right. or else he has no chance with Claire. Exactly, either. exactly. It reinforces his, like, you know, sobriety. Right. Yeah, and I thought that was a really interesting thing because, you know, that's the first, you know, thing we've really learned about Charlie other than his band past and, right. you know, his drug problems is you know, that relationship with that girl. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then after that, going back to, you know, they decide, okay, we got to catch this Ethan guy. Okay. We got to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they decide, uh, with Claire's approval to use her as bait. Mm -hmm. Uh, Charlie's against it, but Claire's for it. And then, um, they get out the guns that, no, you know, that Jack did not want to touch. Right. He arms Saeed himself, Sawyer and Michael mm-hmm. and then uh, <laughs> Sawyer says well if you don't got a problem with it you know I've got another gun yeah. so they gave it <laughs> gave a gun to uh, Kate as well right um, which didn't seem like that was what Jack wanted to happen you know um, uh, they asked uh, actually it wasn't wasn't Michael it was a lock that had the gun yeah right. it was locked mm-hmm. um, and Charlie wanted one and they said no, you know, yeah. and they had said, Lockett said, have you ever shot a man? And then he just kind of walks away from him. <laughs> um, so they set up this whole situation where they're going to basically use Claire, take her back to the spot where Ethan wanted her mm-hmm. and wait on him. Right. And it's raining. Of course it is. Right. You know, um, and he comes out and it's like, I'm going to, I mean, he's going after her mm-hmm. big time. And, they, she runs, and then they finally, uh, Jack jumps out. And in this exchange, Jack wins the fight. Yeah. Which was very weird, kind of odd to me, because before he was owned, you right. know. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and this and this one, uh, he gets, like, Ethan is not nearly what he was before for whatever reason. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, Jack kind of single-handedly takes care of him, and they get him. And once again, you're ready for answers, and mm-hmm. you're, you, you know, and... Charlie gets a hold of a gun that was dropped and shoots yeah. Ethan multiple mm-hmm. times, uh, which frustrated the you know heck know. out of me. It's, so it's so frustrating. Like, <laughs> I mean, we can't get answers from Claire because she has amnesia, right? And then Charlie totally ruins any chance. I mean, now that we know Jack can can whip this guy, yeah, like you know they can talk some answers out of him. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully. Yeah, it just uh, to me it was like one of those things where. Yeah, well, it was weird that Charlie would kind of kill him to begin with. He said he he doesn't deserve deserve to live. He didn't right. deserve to live. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of I was wondering like what his motivation behind shooting him not just once but right. unloaded on yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's like almost it's almost like something else was going on in his mind. Mm-hmm. Like you know, um, because it definitely didn't. It doesn't help them if Ethan's dead. Right. Other than the fact that they don't have to be scared of me yeah, anymore. Yeah, sure, yeah. So. Yeah, but it doesn't help them get any closer to understanding yeah. what's going on or, you know, how they can, you know, possibly prepare to to be safe from these others or, you know. So, yeah, it really, this is kind of the beginning of, you know, the lost lack of answers, yeah. frustration, you know, where we they start piling on a lot of questions and, you know, the answers are much slower to come. 
but it's still a, a really fun ride. But yeah, definitely, it's constantly like the the characters are shooting themselves in the foot, you know, by <laughs> by making it impossible to get the answers that they, that they want. Exactly. Yeah, I uh, I I just uh, for one, like I said, it frustrated everybody. Obviously, is ticked off at Charlie for you know. I mean, even Jack has a conversation mm-hmm. with him. He's like, why'd you do it? You yeah. know, and then Claire though she comes back comes back around and she actually gets closer it seems like to charlie after this mm-hmm. moment like she understands what he's done and that he done it done it for her you know yeah and um he's in a doghouse with everybody except for claire right which is i think what he wanted anyway you know mm-hmm. so yeah i thought i only think other thing i had was that you know he he seemed to be upset by the fact that you know jack and Locke had decided that they should let him live uh-huh. Yeah. So it's kind of, I think he knew beforehand that, you know, he was going to have to kill him. Um, and, you know, he was hoping that's the decision they would come to in the first place, but they didn't. So then he knew he had to kill yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. I just, like I said, it's just frustrating because he is, I mean, it was Ethan, the other. The yeah, the only other, other we've yeah. seen. Yeah. So anything else from the episode? Uh, that's all I had. Okay. Well, everyone, as always, we appreciate you listening very, very much. Um, Our next episode is this coming Wednesday, where we'll be discussing Outlaws, which is a Sawyer-centric episode. But until then, we hope you all have a great day, and we will talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at LostMysteryPodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at LostMysteryPodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.